We watch a movie, maybe read a book, or look at some kind of art. And we talk about it together and say lots of interesting things, and one of those things is our favorite parts. This is Favorite Parts with Allison and... Kurt. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Favorite Parts. We've been away for a long time, but we are back. Well, I'm back. Trey is on hiatus. I hope you're doing well, Trey. Um, and I am being joined today by my first co-host, probably my most internet famous co-host. Who are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that is my friend, Kurt Evans. Say hello, Kurt. How you guys doing? <laughs> Kurt is here. Uh, Kurt and I met because we both work uh, on 215 People's Alliance, which is a cool organization in Philadelphia. You should Google. Um, Kurt, Kurt is known in the world as a chef activist. I'm a chef organizer. <laughs> chef organizer. And what's the difference between activist and organizer? Well, well I, the funny thing is we, we're going to get into this like with uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, but ac- activism is pretty much like a, I'm not always like popping up with like a lot of the things that's going on in the city. I'm not always like every time mm. something happens, I'm not always. You're like, here's my hot take. I'm yeah, on the scene. yeah. I don't have hot takes, and I'm not always trying to, uh, because like if you if organizing is done properly, activism is like at a minimum to to me. Mm. To me. Oh, can't wait to get into this more as we talk about Atlanta. I'm sure you guys might have anticipated which episode we're referring to. So we are going to talk about season three of Atlanta, which would be impossible to attempt to summarize. But I will say it is a season when Paperboy is on tour in Europe. And there are also some episodes that take place outside of that main story. So I thought we'd start with just some initial reactions, thoughts, feelings, questions. Kurt, what would you think about the season? Uh, the season was really good. I, I binged on the last couple of episodes because uh, I had got a call from a friend to check out one of the episodes. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, did you catch up on the land? I was like, I haven't been, you know, doing things. So I binged on the last couple episodes. But uh, it was really, really good, really good season. This was like a really good season. All of the, Each and every episode was like, like really hilarious. But it was, <laughs> it's it's always so serious, though. It's like the messages right. are there, but still, like, the, the, the humor is, like, super hilarious. That's true. Yeah. There are some laugh-out-loud moments, but it's also, like, yeah, very deep, <laughs> deep themes and issues. I also thought this was great. I think this was my favorite season so far, honestly. It felt like the most... Uh, I, I would agree with it. Okay. For me, so. I'm glad you agree. Um, it felt like the most intricate. That may be because I did watch the season two to three times, depending on the episodes. But every time I watched, there were things that I didn't notice the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of like references in between episodes that I missed. But it felt the most kind of like, I don't know, uh, like kind of thought thoughtful. I mean, all of their episodes are very thoughtful, so it's hard to say that. But it felt like... There was a lot of thought put into this one. And I had some big questions, Trey. I've, I'm going to call you Trey throughout this because I'm so used to talking to Trey when I'm doing the podcast. So I apologize. You're in podcast mode. Kurt. <laughs> um, these were, I did feel like the season was basically asking a few questions. This is my best attempt to distill them down. I felt like the big questions were, what does it mean to be white? What does it mean to be black and what, like, how do people navigate between those two groups of people? 
I felt like that, like that idea of whiteness and blackness kept coming up and like people who were trying or like weren't fitting into groups easily mm-hmm. kept coming up throughout the season. I did feel like in the beginning when they're in the boat, the two guys are in the boat. We later learn that the one guy, oh, I don't know if he's supposed to be the same person, but it's the same actor who plays White Ernest. White Ernest, yeah. In the big payback episode, the reparations episode. And he has this like long monologue about how the lake, which is Lake Lanier, which is a real lake, um, (laughs) was built on top of a city, a city of black people, an independent city of black people, which is not exactly true. I did Google it and there was a town there called Oscarville. It was 10% black. Most black people were driven out of the town after lynchings happened. And that was before the lake came into being. So there was like a little bit of truth to it, but it was a little bit different than what is told in the story. But he goes on this whole monologue about like how white, how racism is also black, bad for white people, um, which I think is kind of the thesis of the season. Yeah. But then it ends with the black, his black friend being like pulled <laughs> into the into boat. Into the boat, yeah. By what looked like black like hands and arms. Yeah, and and um, what did what he say? He's like even when uh. He said, even when you're trying to get away, he said, like, uh, like even like all the uh, other races, like even when you're like, even when you're, he was like, even when you're black and you have money, you're like, oh right. White. He says he's like basically anyone could be white. You just need enough blood and money. Yeah, and that's always been true. And he also talks about how like whiteness is about like where you are and who you are. So it's like not always just about your skin color. It's also about power, basically. Um. So, yeah, I thought that, like, really set the stage for a lot of the questions that they're asking. Um, and I thought they they did, I don't know, it was like, I was talking to one of my other friends today about Atlanta, and he was saying, like, does it feel like all the white characters in the show are, like, caricatures in this season? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it does. It, it really feels like that. But they're also all only featured for one episode, you know like a 30 minute episode so how much more could you be than a caricature yeah and i also wonder if it was done deliberately because there is this like long-standing criticism of in the world and in like most storytelling white people are allowed to be like nuanced and individuals and black people are just are a caricature. Are yeah, often black like people are always the character. Like like right. Like, you're like the comic relief, or like yeah. the yeah. Or like um like on the teen movies, like it's always like the black guy. Uh, so what movie was that? It was this movie where it was like uh, it was like a spoof of like a, a oh, average and not, teen not movie. another teen movie. I guess it was, but it was like it was like <laughs> I never actually seen that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it was something like that. It was like it was like. This one group, this one group, they had like their like black guy, right. and then this other group, they had their black guy, right? And they were like like <laughs> battling with each other because they were trying to be like the only black guy. So yeah, I, I feel as though like That's Atlanta was doing a lot of that, and it was cool. Yeah. So I then the more I thought about, it, I was like maybe they intentionally did it because it was like a reversal of the norm. Um, but yeah, I thought some of the more interesting things they did in their like commentary on whiteness was this idea of like. Uh, no one's stopping white people in the very first episode three slaps the two moms are like crying before they drive their children off a Mm -hmm. bridge their adopted children and they're like why did anyone stop us like we were allowed to take these kids and take out all this money and no one ever stopped us um which i think is like i don't know kind of an interesting question and like 
uh, I also like that they did a callback to it in the big payback where the dad's making dinner for his daughter and he's like putting cheese on her spaghetti and Mm -hmm. is like, tell me when to stop. And she never, and she never says stop. stop like he yeah. just looks at her like, are you not going to tell me to stop? So that was, I, there were, there's a lot of like little things like that throughout the season that I think are really, I was like, huh, that's cool. There's definitely a lot of little nuggets and gems in there. Like, yes. especially like you said, like rewatching, watching and yes. rewatching, like you catch things. Like Yeah. yeah. Uh, another character who I feel like, oh, another thing that they did was I thought they show white people breaking down in, in spaces of privilege. Which I think was a an interesting commentary on like uh, how white white discomfort is still very comfortable. Like in the reparations episode, there's two scenes of white people crying. One is a woman; uh, you can hear her crying as Marshall's like leaving his workplace, mm. and then you pan up to see her sitting in front of like a really nice BMW with bags full of groceries behind her, just like sobbing in a parking lot. Yeah. And then there's the scene of Marshall in the hotel room eating his hotel cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a very nice hotel room crying. Crying, yeah. Because his life is like a little bit harder than it was before. But it's still a really it's still good a life. Really good life. Like, <laughs> and I, I like also when they when uh when they asked her, and he was like he was like, What about you? And she's like, Oh no, I'm 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 Jewish. Oh yeah, Ashkenazi Jew. The world can know. Yeah, the well world, and when his the world wife can know we were family slaves. <laughs> wife or like ex wife I don't know they're going through a separation yeah. is like I'm Peruvian yeah. and he's like you he, are white he, yesterday no, yeah, he was like he's like yeah you're, he's like yeah he was like, he's like what about you he's like this could easily happen to you it's like it could have not I'm right. Peruvian and she was I, like he's like you were white yesterday like you know you were white yesterday it was it was it was comfortable for you to be white yesterday right. and you know? now you can disclaim it but yeah. also again that idea of like moving in between uh these spaces so I really enjoyed that um the characters who I thought were like testing the waters between different groups. One was Socks, who you met in the Old Man and the Tree episode, mm-hmm. who like is clearly trying to get in with Paperboy and the crew by like first he like has he like makes a kind of a like weird incident into a racist incident. Yeah. Where like that <laughs> That that was actually funny because um <laughs> it was it was it, it was really weird because it was like uh yeah, black guys try to talk to me all the time. And he was like, okay. Right. Okay, so, you know, and he was like, you know, he just happened to come in the mix. He was like, did she just say that to you? Right. And he was like, what? That's like normal. You know, right, you don't right. Really... And then the next thing you know. When he's retelling it. He's retelling the story. <laughs> then he's talking to people. And he's like, and he's like, and he was like, yeah, man. I'm like, hey, my name, uh, how you doing? You look nice. And he's like, and she's like, yeah, that's okay, but all lives matter. Right. <laughs> And the next thing you know, and all like, the white people are freaking out. They're all like, "I cannot handle this. How can you handle this?" So, so the funny thing is, uh, a similar thing happened like that with uh, a chef in Philly. Oh, please tell me. So his name is Scott Schroeder. Okay. Right? So I know people are probably going. Like, I assume wow. he's a white person. He's white. Okay. So Scott, uh, Scott had a, his restaurant was called the Hungry Pigeon. Oh yeah. Okay. Hungry Pigeon. Know that one. So Scott's like cool dude okay just like smoke weed drinks <laughs> and you know social media is not your friend okay it's not your friend right oh, God. so he says like you know black people he's like so it was around the time when all of this stuff was going mm. on it was like and he's like like the george george floyd protest and, and, and like everything that? all okay. of that the uprising and everything and he's like okay. man he's like something about like you had me at hip-hop 
and fried chicken. Oh God! Right? I kind of remember this happening. He put it on what, like Instagram, like Twitter? his story, his story, or oh, something his like Instagram story. Okay. Yeah. So they like he got he got canceled. To, no, he got fed to the white people Hunger Games. Oh, so white people were pissed. It's the white people Hunger Games. This is this, this. Please it's, explain. It's the white people Hunger Games. So like we have to break down the Hunger Games too as well. He was put up <laughs> as a tribute. <laughs> Because it's like, everyone's like, everyone's like, oh my God, how could you say that? Right. He's racist. Right. And I'm not racist. He's, it's Scott. He's racist. Wow. Like, Scott's not racist. Right. At all. He just said something stupid at, at the wrong wow. time. And when you, like, me and Scott would go back all the time. So it was like, when, when this happened, I'm like, now you got to sell me your restaurant. <laughs> As reparations. As reparations. And I'm going to name it, I'm going to name it the Starving Squab. <laughs> But it's just like, like that was my friend, so I could do that. But right. it's just like, I know Scott uh, right. isn't a racist guy. Right. First of all, racist people, they don't want to see you like, like make money. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things like, it's a lot of things that's in racism. Instead, besides right, right, just right. saying like, uh, uh, racial slurs. A questionable are, comment. Or epithets. Like, right. instead of saying any of that, that's, that's just like one thing. But racism right, is right, actually right, right, right. like a whole system. Right. So it's like systemic racism. Systemic I think racism. It's <laughs> exactly. So like Scott has been like lost my job in New York. Come home. He's like, hey, you could use my kitchen all days to have pop ups. Okay. So it's just like. So he's like a friend to you. A friend and right. also Helping you succeed. not just me. I've seen him offer to other right black cooks. Like right. can't think of too many chefs that's like giving like black cooks their kitchen on their days right, off. It's like right, a few. Right. It's like a few other chefs that that I've seen do that. Right. But other than that, it's just like. Get on the internet. Social media is not your friend. Ooh, yeah. And well, and the idea of council culture is in Atlanta too, where like yeah. not just like so. Yeah, the the ramifications for that character is that she was no longer engaged by the end and was mm-hmm. like sobbing on the street corner. Sobbing on the street corner. <laughs> because and, but she was also like she was like Asian or something. Like she was that. Asian, yeah. So and remember her fiance was like, yeah, her mother can die, die in North in, Korea. Yeah, like, she oh, can God. die in North Korea. It was like <laughs> in a uh, in a camp or something right, like that. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, well, who's but, racist? But he was like a he was like a white dude. <laughs> he yeah. was like a white dude. He was quite a character. And like I well. told you, the white people hunger games, you get you right. get you get uh thrown in there and it's like you're the tribute. Oh, God. And everybody's it's like scary just yeah. About it. Yeah, like I'm telling you, like if you if you are white and if you if you slip up you say something, you will get cancelled. Because people were canceling Scott and it's like black people don't eat at the hungry pigeon. <laughs> Like people eat at the hungry pigeon. That's funny. Like it's in Queens Village. Right. It is we Queens don't, Village. And I, I'm not saying it's like it's a very white neighborhood. And I'm not saying and I'm not saying that it's not like black people that don't live in Queens Village that may not but droves of black people are not right. going in there right. and there's not gonna be droves of black people leaving out. Right. You got canceled by white people. Yeah. <laughs> by woke white people. By woke white people. <sighs> Fascinating. Um Yeah, so so that's Sock. So Sock is introduces this guy who's like trying to get in with the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes up in the next episode as uh, it's when, I don't know if you watch this one, but Paperboy loses his phone and everyone thinks it's like the nephew of the venue owner. Yeah. And Socks does weird stuff all episode. Like he calls the kid and like threatens him and he says like, I'm the white Liam Neeson. <laughs> and, and they're all like, what? Like that's redundant. There's no reason to say like you're white Liam Neeson's white. white. Which is also funny because Liam Neeson is in a later episode about cancel culture. Um, and then he almost says the N word. He like gets really excited and he's like, 
oh, I can't wait to kill this. And then they all look at each other like, and then later, Earn, Paperboy, and Darius are all like, did he just? And they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he almost. He almost. And then uh, Socks does say, though, he says, I think it's interesting when people aren't part of the group. And I feel like it felt like Socks is one of those people who was trying to be part of the group. And like walking that line between like being, you know, fluent in a culture, but then you like the, you know, we all know the line is white people cannot say the N word, right? And he yeah. almost steps over the line and he does all these other things to try to get in the group. So I just thought he was an interesting character. I don't know. He, like, I was thinking about what they were trying to do with that character quite a bit. And then the other two were Sebastian and Chet Hanks in Trinity to the Bone. Trinity to the Bone. <laughs> Which I think is like one of the funniest episodes, yeah. Trinity honestly. Trinity to the Bone was like super hilarious. <clears throat> like super hilarious. Just got, the, yeah. Just like it, it <laughs> even when like uh, when he was pulling up to the funeral home. Yeah. And he's like, so I just leave the car. Right. They were, <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, fine. Yeah, you're fine, you're fine. And he was like, you sure? He's like, they was like, go. <laughs> like, like pretty much, yeah, you're good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was really interesting. And I think that episode also plays with the idea of family and, like, who's in your family, right? Because, like, Sylvia, his caretaker, yes. is in the family photo with him at the end because his parents were too busy to come. And, like, he obviously felt much stronger. The kid feels much stronger ties to Sylvia, who spends more time with him than his white parents. And then it's, like, this idea of, like, which culture does he belong to? So I thought that was just, like, very well done. Um, and then Aaron, the character in Rich Wigga, Poor Wigga. <laughs> he, that you know, that one's like very clearly about what it means to be black. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his, his character and like his t- attempt to move through the different spaces I thought was. Yeah, that was really hilarious because he was trying not to be like, it then like, uh, he walks past the or- auditorium that goes in to be like the audition to see if he's The audition black. was really funny. Another funny thing I read was that they wanted the character who played, what's the actor who plays that guy? Kevin Samuels. Yeah. Kevin Samuels. They Rest wanted, yeah, RIP. Um, they wanted Steve Harvey to play that character, which I thought was like... Uh, it wouldn't have been as funny. Really? You think it would be better? So no, this... it, it wouldn't have been as funny. Steve Harvey is kind of like... He went, well, I, 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 I can't stand <laughs> Steve Harvey. I can't stand Steve Harvey. So I think the funny thing is like the reason I would have preferred to have Steve Harvey is because like I know who Steve Harvey is. Yeah. Whereas you had to explain to me who the other guy was. Yeah. Which I think goes to the... Another thing I was thinking about this is like, I do think it's a different experience when a white person watches Atlanta and when a black person watches it. Because you it just is. have like different references. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like kind of like, kind of get stuff like really quickly. Like, like mm. every time like I've ever watched Atlanta is like the little, the little gems that they put in the little nuggets. Like even with like the, uh, the first episode with the Devante kid. Hart. The, Devontae Hart. is like, I didn't even like put it together at the moment, but I was like, yeah, that's like Devontae Hart. And then it's like, after like seeing it, I've known the Devontae Hart story, but then it's like getting into like deeper of like, wow, that's what his, that's what his like adopted parents did. It was, it was like super crazy. Right. Based on a true story. Based Whereas I had to Google a lot of things. I feel like I end up Googling a lot of things <laughs> to learn about them. And like the viral like moment when he was like, about. when they were like, hey, we're going to the I did remember that. The Black Panther Yeah. A little kid got up on the thing. It's like, hey. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's really culturally relevant as in like, like that whole scene with the mom. Yes. The mom was on point with like oh. black culture. Like they had her damn pet. Like with the, it's like, oh, you want to dance? Dance. That, hey, that hey. scene was 
very well done. I thought, like, yes. As someone who's worked in schools before. That scene was well yes. done. That scene was well done. And was also was like, uh, she was like, hey, can I, he's like, is some spaghetti in there? Yeah. It's some spaghetti in there? So, yeah. like, like, and there's a funny thing. That was like, uh, it was actually like a, a little, somebody uh, imitating a puppet. That was like, you want something to eat? Uh, it's so spaghetti oh, in there. oh really? Yeah, it was like a whole like a whole thing. Like a meme or something? Or like no, a it was video? like a like a little video of like a oh. yeah. So it's like yeah, it's so spaghetti. So in that there. was another reference. Yeah, it's another okay. reference. So yeah, totally missed it. Um, okay, so I th- it sounds like we both enjoyed yeah. this season. Um, I did bring you on to talk about two things in particular. One is the reason that your friend called you is this idea of like the social justice industry. Yeah. And white fashion. So I wanted to hear. So tell me more about why your friend was like, Kurt, you have to watch this episode specifically. Yeah, Karan, you, you <laughs> asshole. So, so Karan calls me. A friend, he calls me like, yo, he's like, cause, and usually me and Karan are always texting. He's like, yo, did you see the new episode of Atlanta? I was like, no, no. And that's when I had kind of binge watched from like that. Okay. And he's like, you see the new episode of Atlanta? He's like, yo, you just got to watch it. And then, like, I'm watching it, and then it's like the, the, uh, was it the, uh, the Central Park Five? The Central Park Five. Shirt, the shirt. Which the shirt. did make me laugh out loud the first I did, time. I, I did. Saw I it. was like, wow, they're, they're hilarious. And then it was like, when they got there, it was funny because it was like, yeah, now they're apologizing, and now they're like, what can we do? What can we do? And they're like, right. they're trying to give you everything. And he's like, yeah, yeah we want, uh, yeah, give me a give me like a whole wardrobe for the month yeah. or something like. No, he's, three years. Yeah, three, three years. Yeah, three, of clothes. Three years he gets of clothes. Like three new suits. Yeah, yeah like, he keeps like yeah, upping. He keeps the upping it, upping yeah. it. And then um, when they when they met him with the guy, and this is what I knew when he was like, "Yeah, you need to uh, see it." It was like, uh, "Oh right, they bring in all of these like social justice act warriors, warriors, as, <laughs> as the right would say, uh, to like apologize." For this Central Park Five shirt, yeah. and a lot of the characters feel familiar to he was folks like, in social activism. One of them definitely is like D. Ray. One of them is right. definitely D. Ray. Khalil, the Khalil character, Khalil, is yeah. wearing a red. So I, the second time around, I was like, that looks like a red vest. And the second time, it's definitely it's like an actual life vest, like a mini life vest yeah. that has BLM written on one side of it. <laughs> so it had to be Duray. Like, yeah. And he's like, check, read my book. Like it's like all these things that Duray has actually done. And it, and he's like, uh, he was like, when he was like, uh, he's like, is this your first time apologizing for white people? Yes. It's such like a good line. that had me dying. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, yeah, sure, we're gonna have to eat up. He's like, I haven't eaten in seventy five police shootings. I was like, what? <laughs> Like, I could not believe it. And then what got me was uh, when they were talking about the, uh, when he was like, yeah, well, you know, we'll make a fund and we'll do this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, so we can make it out to my nonprofit. And, the, and he was like, you got the money last time. Right. <laughs> like, the guy was like, you yeah, got yeah, the money yeah. last time. Right. Yeah, they all go around the table. And yeah, so <laughs> that part was funny. When it was like uh, Paperboy's like, we could do this whole campaign, blah, blah, blah. And everyone else is like, I want tickets to... <laughs> Khalil wanted tickets to Raisin in the Sun featuring Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Makes no sense. Um, but yeah, they all just want things for themselves. Yeah. And Paperboy's like, what is happening here? Um, but it was an interesting commentary on the idea of like social justice as an industry. Yeah. Which it's I I've like thought about nonprofit. Pimps. Ooh, trauma pimps. Yeah, trauma I've thought pimps. about like people say nonprofit industrial complex a lot but i hadn't thought about it in like that specific space of like social justice especially when it comes to like 
yeah, like racist incidents and how there it does feel like there's a swarm of people who like come in. What kills me is everybody's like, yeah, it's like the trauma pimps. They use the trauma and it's like uh, how to uh, their work, Mm -hmm. their work. That's why. And that's why I get into a phase where it's like, I'm a chef. My work is cooking. (laughs) I was like, that's my work. You did spend all morning prepping food. Like, yeah, like, that's my work. Right. And, and I was like, this is, like, passion things that I like mm, to do. Mm. And I'm really passionate about that. Right. So I was like, I, I've learned how to use, like, my skill of, like, cooking to bring people to the table to talk about these things. Right. But other than that, if it was like, if I had to strip food away, I'm still going to be able to do these other things. Yeah. And it's just like, that's why I'm like, ooh, like, half time, like I said, I'm not an activist because I'm not going to be, like... I have my mission. At the front of the march. I, yeah, 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 yeah. And however I can support them much other ways, but uh, agitation is not my, my Not thing. your jam. Yeah, it's not my thing. <laughs> um, so let's talk about food. That was the other thing I wanted to talk to you about. Food is featured quite a bit in this season. They eat your hands, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that was just such a good scene. It's such a like funny turn for that. Yeah. That episode to take. But it starts in season one with the lesbian moms. I love the who way who are making quote fried chicken. I love the way they the, the, uh <laughs> It just cracks me up how they do white people like this all the time with like cooking food. <laughs> they really do get there is no respect for white. I white. I love it. <laughs> white, yes. like, I love it because they because they, they battered the chicken. And they just put it dip in the it in. The, it's so gross because they dip it in the bag of flour, which is gross for like a number of reasons. And then next thing you know, she was like, microwave. she was like eight minutes, eight minutes. No, they were like twelve minutes. It was too. It was overcooked. Last it was overcooked time. last time. Let's and, do eight. And then she gave him like no some chickens getting cooked in eight minutes in a with capers. She gave him some yeah. with capers. Yeah, it was like avocados and capers. Yeah. So yeah. I also do not like capers for the record. What? Just want to dispel. Not all white people like capers. Um, but all white people like raisins. <laughs> <laughs> the raisins apparently are featured. I missed this, but I read an article that said that <sighs> Nigel. We have to talk about Nigel. That was hilarious because, so I I, I like how they um, they depicted chefs. Mm-hmm. Like, like the whole Niger Bowl thing, and even when they got to the last scene, where like oh, where he's making the hands, where he's making the hands. Yeah, they like, have like a whole extended sequence where he's like battering it and yeah, frying it, frying yeah, it, and, and all. they show the cooking. And they, of the but hands. they were like doing it, like you know. Because the funny thing about these movies, they actually in TV shows, they actually consult real life chefs. Okay. So I had. Uh, have you been consulted? Yes, for wow. a play on Broadway. Uh, for um. Which play? Um. I, I don't know the name of the play. Okay, that's fair. Because the guy, his name Danya Love. Um, okay. Pretty much, he's from Philly. Yeah, he sounds familiar. Yeah, and uh, he was on Broadway doing a play, but they just uh, brought me in to talk to me about like chef's mannerisms, like if you're oh, gonna do something. Interesting. So I didn't, I never really followed up. It was just like, oh, we going to pay you for doing this. I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll talk to you about chefs. <laughs> I'll talk to you about how to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was like it was funny because like they were like when they were like basting the hands with with the oil and everything, yeah. like it was like okay, this is like they really consulted the chef on this. But oh, okay, it, it's just a funny thing of like uh, like we're always like uh, making jokes about like how chefs are like li- literally like like that might be a thing, like you know, like, like they would cook anything, like the experience of putting like the towel over oh, your head, the, the napkin over your head the was a very head. funny touch to me, yeah, because it felt like something they would do. 
And like the woman at the table is like, we don't do this out of shame. We do this to like have a personal experience. When it's like, no, you don't want people to see you see, eating, eating hands. hands. That's what she's like. What? Ew, they eat hands. Like, Their reaction is really one of the funniest parts. And also with that. that with that scene, also uh, when that in that uh, in that episode, uh, they left the uh, baguette out for six months. <laughs> She they used, oh, the baguette. Said, I forgot about the baguette. She used it as, as a, a weapon. weapon. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Because the baguette part was also very funny. So I thought the two friends who came to visit were also funny. Because they, to me, they felt like the audience. They were like stand-ins for us. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Van's carrying this baguette around, speaking with a, Paris, like a French accent. And the whole time you're like, what is she doing? Why yeah, is she why doing, is she doing this? this? And the, fr- the two female characters are like, is it like a like a security baguette? Like she doesn't feel French if she doesn't have it with her, which is like I think what a lot of people watching were thinking. But yeah, the baguette as a because it was sticking out. It was just like sticking out, like, right? The, the and you thought she was gonna eat it at one point. But yeah. No, she was gonna yeah, yeah she, attack she someone with it. it. She used it to whack somebody. Um, the idea of fried or chicken comes up a lot because there's also a Nando's. Yeah. And it's funny because when I seen it, it's, it's a Nando's in Baltimore. So you knew what Nando's was. Yes. I did not know what Nando's yes. was for the record. Yes. I had to Google it. And the funny thing is I didn't even know they were like worldwide like that. I just yeah. thought it was like a thing. You know, like Apparently uh, they're everywhere. Like Raising Cane's. Like, you know, everybody was like dying to go to that up okay. here. But it was like I, when I seen people were like, oh, man, Raising Cane's. I'm like, I had it down south. It wasn't that good. <laughs> it was okay. Don't get too excited. Yeah, don't get too excited. <laughs> don't wait in line for 50 minutes for this. Right, yeah. right, right. But yeah, the Nando's... Uh, they do. It was funny to me that they did the whole like white lady fried chicken grossness, which literally makes uh, Laquarius sick at one point. Yeah, he said it. he was like, "I'm gonna throw up." Yeah, <laughs> we don't say throw up in this house. And then, in the next episode, uh, Al texts uh, Ern and is like, "I need 200 pieces of fried chicken, all legs, all legs," which made me laugh because that was they were only eating legs in the first episode, so I thought that was funny. Um... Yeah, the whole, the Nigel bowl, the Jollof rice, and then it becomes cheesy Jollof or Jollof with raisins. And there's another great line in that episode when uh, Darius says, boneless fish, boneless fish is an abomination. <laughs> Which just made me laugh. <laughs> it's an abomination. Because she doesn't, she's like, yeah, I don't like fish either. And she just like sails right past it. But he was like, no, I mean boneless fish. Um, but yeah, the the gentrification of Nigerian food. I mean, just the gentrification of like uh like uh people of color food yeah. in general. Yeah. Uh it was funny, but uh Nigerian food has been like been getting like the biggest like West African food has been getting like the biggest like a wave of like uh gentrified uh pretty much like you oh. know, everywhere because it's like like really, when when you think about culinary, like everyone everyone has had like its turn. Like everyone's yeah. like Mexican cuisine. It's been like oh right. Like, like we have like top Mexican restaurants around the world. Right. Uh, like I mean, literally like uh, the world's fifty best restaurants. Like they have a list of the fifty best restaurants in the world. So it's like right. a lot of these restaurants are like a mixture of like, like fusion fusion. Like no no not not fusion restaurants, but like oh like some of the restaurants ethnicities, like, like but yeah. not in the country that they came from. Exactly. So okay. like uh, um. Mexican restaurants, they're like they've had their wave for like the past couple of years. Like yeah. French restaurants, right? Italian. Right. So everybody's having it. Then it's yeah. like Southern food even had its like right. you know. Then it's like you know, I was like, oh shit, what are we gonna do next? <laughs> so it's like, oh, 
So West Africans, West African, the new. Yeah, I mean, it's a few West African. It's a few West African like restaurants that are like fine dining. Like it's two like in London that are like okay. really good. Yeah. But it's like they're not none of. Oh well, well, I'm not gonna say none of them. It's it's it, now they're popping up like fine dining restaurants in like Nigeria, uh, Lagos, uh, hmm. Senegal. Like okay. it's fine dining restaurants popping up there. So, wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that the. I did think it was just kind of told the story of this brick and mortar Nigerian restaurant run by an actual Nigerian person and a white person comes in and it's just like, I could turn this into something else. Cheesy and then dollar. it's like, yeah, the hip Nigel food truck. The the irony of it being literally across the street from the now abandoned restaurant, yeah. which they owned, which means they're just like paying for this abandoned building while they have a food truck across the street yeah. makes they, no sense. They was like, oh, no, no, we couldn't come in here and do Nigel Bowl in here. Right. You know? <laughs> we have to do it. And she names a dish after Darius. Yeah. Even though he doesn't know any of this is happening, which I thought was really interesting. He uh, came He came up and she started giving him food. He was like, uh, he was like really confused. He was like, very confused. Yeah, he was, was like, like, no, 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 And then we can't forget the was it mango chutney? Yes, yes. <laughs> In Trini to the bone. In Trini to the bone. Uh, <laughs> the little kid, the little boy was like, uh, he was like, why is it? Why is it? He was like, saying that I think they ordered him like egg Benedict or something, and he was like, it's bland. It's bland. I, like, it doesn't taste like it anything. doesn't taste like anything. And the next thing they was like, yeah, a little spicy. And the dad tasted right, was like there's a little spicy, little spicy in the refrigerator. Yeah, dad, dad almost it almost. Tore dad's mouth apart, you know. <laughs> How is that a little spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and no, but the wildest thing is that that culture is like that because, like, you'll see, and it's funny because that episode, go to Rittenhouse Square, mm-hmm. sit in Rittenhouse Square, mm-hmm. you'll see like elderly, like Jamaican ladies, mm. African ladies, and they'll be in Rittenhouse pushing like these strollers around, these like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. white kids in it. So it's yeah. like, that, oh, that definitely happens. Like, that happens Sylvia all thing. the time. Yeah. Like that's like that's something really relatable. Like you right. can really see that in your city. Right. Like, we're in we're in Philly. We can see that. Like right. I'm pretty sure you can see that in New York, el- yes. other places. So it's like yeah, everywhere. That's everywhere. So it's like they they this season they hit a lot of topics on the nose. Even when uh, the episode when they were playing poker and he beat the guy in the hand and you oh, see yeah. like how the white privilege, how the white guy just like walked off and <laughs> left. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. And Al's like, if this was Atlanta. <laughs> right? Like, he's like, this yeah. was indifferently if this was Atlanta. This was, yeah, this was indifferently, definitely. Yeah. Like, so, like, that whole thing was like, you know, they hit a lot of things culturally, like, this season, like, really, really well. It was so good. Yeah, it was really If you good. haven't watched it, I don't know why you're listening to this, but you should watch it. Also, if you have watched it, you should rewatch it. Also, I forgot to tell everybody, a wise man once told me. Food is culture. Yes, food is culture. I don't have my hat on today, but food is culture. <laughs> and Lest they, we forget. And they definitely had a lot of like culturally food relevant moments like yeah. in this time. Because like even like that guy, I think he was like Sean King. Uh, oh, yeah. The Sean King yeah, character. I think he, I think the he light was Sean skin King. character. Yeah, the light skin guy. I think he was Sean DeMarco. Was yeah, DeMarco. Was yeah. <laughs> and he kept combing his hair. I thought yeah, that was I th- Yeah, I think, like I said, I think they hit everything like on the head like this season really good. They did it. Great job. Great job, Atlanta. Um, thank you, Kurt, for chatting with me. 
No problem. No problem. About the season. Glad I was able to come through. It was fun. Yeah. And next week, we'll be back with another episode. I'm going to talk to my friend Adam about the song of the summer. Get excited. All right. See you next week, everybody.